and gentlemen, it is Friday again! It has risen from the ashes! Like it should do every single week, and it will do for as many weeks as we can keep it going on! Because the internet's a weird place. The internet is indeed a very, very weird place, and it's a place that I live in, I breathe it, I exist in it. I need a break from it sometimes. <laughs> I need a break from it sometimes, and then it all comes crashing down. Can you imagine what my inbox looks like? Can you imagine what it looks like? God damn. I haven't had a haircut. Uh, actually- oh, and yeah, I shaved my head couple of days ago i shaved my head a couple of days ago i hope you're all feeling tremendous i feel great i feel great we have had to sorry we kind of had to chop fridays out the stream schedule because of course i'm a one-man team right now well i'm a two-man team most of the time three days a week i'm a two-man team but we are looking to be hiring very soon three people in fact thrice because I've got a lot of people to satisfy. You know what that's like? Most of you just have one partner to satisfy. I've got all you idiots to satisfy. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Judging me. Where's the legacy video? Where's this? Where's the workshops? Get it done, son. Get it fucking done. Banned? That's not helpful. That's not helpful at all. That's not going to get it done. And then, of course, it looks like we have the 8.2 PTR about to drop on our heads, which... As I stated in my last World of Warcraft video, will be important. Will be important. Will be important. Hmm. Hmm. So, we've got all that going on. So, I will be putting some feelers out. I did put it out on the uh, the top tier Patreon the other day for people to get involved with various things. But, frankly, I need help. <laughs> frankly, I need help. So, we're going to have to get that done. We've got to make the move, man. We've got to make the move. We've got to make it done for every single last one of us. But today, of course, we're just going to have some fun and relax. Kind of. Who likes pedophiles? I know I don't. Oh, but we should be safe on the internet, shouldn't we? We should be safe out there in the weird world. And we do forget in modern day, I was waiting for someone. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to go, oh, I do, just like the immediate reaction. I had to be very careful with what I said then, by the way. Yeah, you've got to be, got to be on your toes when you sat in front of this microphone. You've got to be on your toes. Okay, <laughs> be safe. All right, youngsters out there. I assume nobody young under the... There's not, is anybody here under the age of 15? Because, naughty you, it does say that this channel on Twitch is for adult users only. Right, I'm 12. All of us, every single last one of you. You are... <laughs> be safe online. All right, now... We have done our due diligence, okay? We have done our due diligence. The person that we're going to be looking at today has been reported and so on and so forth. So bear that in mind as we go forward. But how, how, how do you think these creepers, these disgusting fucking creepers... I'm just going to let it happen. I'm just going to let it happen. Okay. I have to choose a name. I'll choose myself. <laughs> I nominate, I volunteer myself for this role. I volunteer myself. Oh, we have volunteers. All right, Ragnar wants. Ragnar wants it. Oh, what did you do, Ragnar? I don't want to use, uh, I don't know if our team Patreon guys would be okay with fulfilling this role. I know Ragnar for many years. 
I believe Ragnar has the fucking stones to take this on the chin. God damn. Oh, Tom's in. Why are you so many of you volunteering to be a fucking potential pedophile? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Me? Me? I'll do it. Oh my god, what have I created? What is this community? You know, while all this is going on, there's people getting married, there's people having babies. We're all meeting up in just a couple of months' time to get drunk together. Yeah, here you are. Ay, 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 you people. You're all on board with the bants, and that's what matters to me. Let's go. First off, Mikey. Hello. I'd like to thank you for creating good content through my entire time playing WoW. It's been a while since I've watched your content, cheeky bastard. But I've just started playing the game after a break, and I, t- I took at the end of Worlds of Draenor. Why did you stop in Worlds of Draenor? And you didn't play Legion. Yikes. <laughs> That's a yikes. Ugh. Imagine a world where you played WAD and then stopped and then came back for BFA. Oh, man. What, what a bastard. But now the game has got me hooked again, even though everyone is telling me it sucks right now. Of course, but you didn't play Legion. And Legion wasn't perfect. But it was better than this. It was better than this. It was. I know many of you would ask me to clarify something I said in uh, the video yesterday about the habitual nature of WoW. I am going to do a video on it, but I don't know, man. It's kind of negative. <laughs> you know, I don't want to go down that road. So we're going to do a video on Two Point Hospital first. Hey, <laughs> make everyone smiley. I started playing in Cataclysm with old videos of the Yogs cast. Oh God, I remember that. Can I remember the names of the Yogs cast? Lewis and. He's got a beard. He's very funny. I did watch some of their Kata videos. Lewis, Simon. Lewis and Simon. That was it. Lewis and Simon. Uh, yeah, very good Kata videos. Very relaxed. I like the way the videos ended because they were going for a cup of tea. Very British. The Horde versus the Alliance Machinimas and of course your videos being a major part of me getting into the game. Throughout my journey, I've been going through a lot of in-drama like I'm sure most of us have. We do. Everybody suffers some drama in one form or another. I'd like to write it all down one day. Like the time I broke up a guild by simply messaging LOL to a guildie. Some context, it was a very passive-aggressive LOL. (laughs) So, I mean, that says to me that someone was like, I'm just feeling, like, so depressed right now. I really am. And you just went, lol. (laughs) But that story would take too long to type. Write it down. A lot of people send me drama stories, a little FYI, just to get shit off their chest. It feels nice to tell somebody else. And uh, even if, uh, you know how many drama stories I read that aren't drama stories? They're just people telling me shit. It's fine. You can tell me. I don't mind. I I don't share it, as you know. I don't share it on the show. I've settled for the story of the first notable thing that happened to me in-game. The story of the actual creeper. For context, ready yourselves, boys. I was the ripe old age of 11. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Fuck me. He's in the terms of service. At the time, and I had begged my dad for World of Warcraft. And for Christmas that year under the tree were four wrapped boxes that of course would turn out to be the base game and all of its expansions. That very night I began playing the game on my family's Macintosh. One of those families, is it? An Apple family. 
As most new players and 11-year-olds, I sucked at video games and especially World of Warcraft. I rolled myself a Night Elf Hunter. Didn't name it Legolas, though. Went with the far better and now renamed... Night Killer. Oh, shit. As soon as I join a group, they're gonna know me. They are gonna fucking know that Night Killer's here. And about to take some fucking names, mate. About to take some names. Could shoot an apple from 800 yards away. I killed everybody in Warsong Gulch from my flag room. It had taken nearly a month to hit level 58. Where I would, of course, re-roll to a human death knight. Perfection. With an equally cringy name involving Arthas. <laughs> Arthas killer. This DK would be my main until Wallace of Draenor. Where I would forever make the change to healer. But it was on my DK. It was on that precious, precious death knight that I would encounter this person. Ragnasox. Ragnasox. I wanted nothing more in my life than to fly in Azeroth. <laughs> I'm glad that feeling's gone away. And I turned to the tried and true method of begging in trade chat for gold. To my surprise, someone answered my call. He claimed to be 11, just like me. But unlike me, he was level 85, and I thought he was a god at this game for being capped. He gave me, and I shit you not people, 1,000 gold coins. And we added each other as friends. Instantly after I got my flying, I told him in return I would show him something cool. I took him to the spot where the vendor was for the Bengal Tiger Mount was supposed to be. Way in the mountains of Stranglethorn Vale, if I remember correctly. Of course it didn't exist, and I was really disappointed to say the least. But on this flight, we would become great friends. Exchanging everything an 11-year-old could possibly want to talk about. I logged for the day without knowing just what I had gotten myself into. Over the course of the next few weeks, I would try to repay him for the gold he had given me. I did this in the best way I knew how, mining copper ore in Darkshore all day every day and selling it for pennies a stack on the auction house. All the while, keeping chatting. The messages were flying. It was rare that I would mine two ores in a row without sending him some kind of reply. I thought to myself that I had made a wonderful friend, and I fell in love with World of Warcraft because of it. I thought about how I hadn't even played the game for that long, and already I had made a real friend. And I thought of all other friends that I would meet in my journey of World of Warcraft. But Copper Ore wasn't really getting me the gold I needed. It just wasn't enough. So I would soon upgrade to Mithril in the Burning Steps. This actually sold for quite a lot on my server. And I figured that I was going to pay him back in no time. It was at this time that our conversation started to get a little bit more personal. I am telling this story as a warning to parents. If you hear about something like this, just check, okay? Just a little check. Just a little checky check, yeah? A little checky check. Check that chat history, right? All right? Little bit of forethought, that's all we're saying. Now, I was a good boy. A good boy. 
I've been on the internet for a little bit. I am not a noob. I had had vast experience in the much superior MMO Lego universe. And not only that, not only that, I have also had a healthy dose of Club Penguin. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not an idiot. And my parents were also good and had taught me how to be safe on the internet. Good stuff. He got personal, telling me where he lived and things like that. Meanwhile, all I told him was my first name. Much more of this would continue for about a week, telling me everything under the sun about himself while I would brush it off. Staying safe, yeah? Staying safe. But the big thing he liked to talk about, the biggest thing he liked to talk about, turns out that Ragnar sucks. Ragnasox has just started taking karate lessons. <laughs> Big. Big. He was telling me how much fun he was having with his karate. <laughs> I don't know. As you might have guessed, I don't fly in pedophile circles. If that is such a thing. But is karate the way to do it? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> that's fucking weird. I thought this was innocent at the time. But it would later... Karate would be the tool he would use to try and get to my 11-year-old heart. One day, I was flying to the burning steps and I got a message from him. This message kind of weirded me out. As he usually talked in broken, horribly spelled English, like an 11-year-old would. He's putting on fake, intentional mistakes to sound younger about his karate. Okay. This message seemed like it was straight out of a college essay. It had been meticulously scanned over time and time again to make sure it was the perfect crisp message. He demanded, demanded that I had to give him my home address so that he could come and teach me karate. That's the plan. This is the plan. This is what we've come up with. Really? This is the plan. This is what we're doing, right? Okay. <laughs> what you do is you convince them you're into karate, and then you say you're going to fly out to their house and teach them karate. That's the plan. I shot him down every time he asked, and he started getting angry with me. He went to the point of saying that our friendship would be over if I did not give him my address and allow him to teach me karate. Now, I told him what my daddy had told me. I told him in a very stern 11-year-old way, you're not supposed to give out that kind of information on the internet. Aww. Good parenting, though. 10 out of 10. (laughs) 10 out of 10. Daddy said I'm not allowed to do that, so what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, good boy. Good boy. 
<laughs> that was not what he wanted to hear. And it wasn't as well written as maybe I've put it here. But you can imagine how an 11-year-old would say that. And that is what I told him. He logged off. I never saw that character again. But what I did do, because I still wanted to be a good boy, was mail him all the gold back. But I don't think he ever got it. I only unfriended him about a year or so later. Why? Why? (laughs) I'm going to leave it for a year. See what happened. Years later, though, me and my dad were talking about something similar And I told my dad the story. Oh my god. How would dad react? How would dad react to this situation? How would dad react? Daddy praised me for how I dealt with the situation. But he also said, Please tell me about these kinds of things when they happen. Okay? Yeah. If you could be so kind. In hindsight, that would probably have been a good idea. It would have. Yes, it would have. Sorry for my story being short, but this was nearly eight years ago now, and I was just a little kid at the time, and I'm shocked I remembered this much of it, to be honest. Thank you for reading my little story. And please, spread the message. Be safe out there, especially if you've got kids playing the game. I might write the lol story or some others, but thank you very much. Be safe, parents. Many of you in this chat are parents now. Be safe. But Jesus Christ, karate. Karate. That's the way. Karate is the way. And you be careful out there, Ragnar. I want you to be... <laughs> no karate for you, Ragnar. <laughs> no karate for you. Right. Mm, no. Not that one. I want... Okay. While we're in the extreme end... We've we've already opened the extreme door. Let's, let's go... Uh, let's go let's keep it going let's keep it going let's keep it going all right uh hold on let me get my names oh yeah (laughs) yeah for sure oh she's gone to the top of the list all right we're having uh oh i need a girl let's have a lease Perfect. She's gone to the top teams. All right. All right. Here we go. Nowadays, we laugh about it. Nowadays, we laugh about it. Our story begins in 2011. It's a long fucking time ago, dude. With an edgy asshole teenager DK. How many people did Death Knights bring to this fucking game? Oh my god. Our story begins in 2011 with an asshole edgy teenager DK on a 3.3.5 private realm. Whose character names included endings like Killer, Extreme, and Core. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was also... One of my best friends, and these days, I even share a flat with him. That's nice. You met someone in WoW that you now have a flat share with? That's pretty cool. His name was Rob the Office, and he was fighting and flaming in the preset dual area of said private server. 
This is when a feral druid took notice of Rob the Office. She was impressed that he didn't seem to lose very often. Private server DK. Mmm. 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 Yeah, King DKs. Mmm. Her name was Elise. And they began to talk. After a little chatter and finding that they like the same kinds of music. Including Disturbed and Slipknot. They decided to exchange Skype information. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you like Slipknot too? Oh, spit it out. It's so good. Mm, I'm down with the sickness. I really am. Introduce me then. I was weird when I was 15. We're all weird at 15. Are you fucking kidding me? And also hella dumb. So here we go. It only seemed natural that one day, when Rob bragged again about the super hot Austrian goddess with blue hair that seemed to worship him, as of his description of the story, I decided to check his Skype contact list, and I did indeed find myself a girl that did indeed have some blue hair. My pupils expanded as my eyes moved frantically over the dusted screen. My thoughts tried to make sense of what I was exposed to. Now, I wouldn't say that I'm a dick-driven person, preacher. At 15, you're not? Really? I'd have fucked a plant at 15. But all of us were horny teenagers at one point of their life. One point? Bruh. And that's a lie. But this girl has to be the prettiest person I have seen to this day. So I sent Elise a friend request on Skype. With the sweetest, most beautiful opening line I can think of. You have blue hair and play wow. You seem cool. Oh, he's so in. I really don't know why she accepted that. Keep in mind that I'd never played or was on a server with her. I didn't even know what server she was on. When Elise asked how I found her and how I even knew she played WoW, I was too dumb to make up a lie and straight up told her that Rob was bragging to me about how hot she was and me looking through his Skype contacts to find her. I used the phrase to her... Ah... Why do you make me read this? Honestly. That she was his mysterious maid. What does that even mean? Mysterious maid? What does that mean? (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, man. It's like you just read a Charles Dickens book and thought, this is lit, man. (laughs) This is lit. Once again, I don't know why she didn't eject into space at that point, but rather, we began chatting. Now, I know the typical self-obsessed pretty girl, even at that point in my life, but Elise didn't seem to have any of that. She was just a nerd, a year younger than me. And she's also a bro you could hang out with and make jokes with. We started having longer-lasting Skype calls and some video calls here and there. 
Now, as you guys know, I don't. Like in every good anime, we must time skip to 2012. Elise was mad that I got to go to Gamescom in 2011. As it was only a two-hour trip for me and her parents didn't allow a 14-year-old girl to go on a 10-hour train ride to a games convention in another state to meet people that she had met in a video game. <laughs> parents, right? <laughs> what parents wouldn't let a girl do that at 14? Or a boy? <laughs> Crazy. In 2012, however, they had changed their minds. They had changed their minds. They seemed to be okay with it. And Elise brought the news to me. Full of joy as this would mean that we could finally meet in person. Now, it does say here, author's note that's not important for the story, mainly due to the ages, but bear in mind the author's age as well. I don't know why I believe this, but for some reason, I actually totally thought it was reasonable that we were going to get it on at Gamescom. It was just an insight into my teenage mind. Puberty can be a weird thing. <laughs> In preparation, we exchanged our phone numbers to be sure. <laughs> I'm not right. How, how many people... Don't fucking pretend, right? No, fuck off. I want to give my man some fucking credit here. There ain't many teenage boys who don't think that if they are meeting a girl IRL, that there's definitely sex on the cards. It's the only thought we have, right? Even parents' evening, you're going to see that hot teacher at school. Definitely sex, right? Without question. <laughs> it's on the cards. That's a given. Oh, what? We're meeting IRL when we're fucking, right? I mean, what else would we meet for IRL? To talk? I don't think so. <laughs> Definitely getting it on. Yeah, I've packed 17 condoms. Magnums, of course. <sighs> Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's like, dude, you're a virgin and she's 12. Like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen here? <laughs> like, nothing's going to happen. Anyway. <clears throat> the days took their time. But that fateful Friday, the 17th of August, finally arrived. But Elise didn't. Or I don't know what the fuck happened. I was there. I was at Gamescom with a good friend of mine and he noticed that my mood started to decay. Elise wasn't answering my calls. She wasn't replying to my texts. My mate and I still had a great day, but not getting to meet Elise was a real letdown for me. On the trade ride home, I considered my options of how I should act. What was the appropriate response to this situation? I tried to guess what her side of the story was and how it came to be that we had this missed opportunity. Because, of course, a conversation will take place. Contact will be made again. How are we to deal with this scenario? What is the plan? What is the plan? After months of thinking, an idea I had had been bottling up inside me. And I convinced myself it was the only appropriate way to handle this. It says months. 
And the plan was simple. I would fake my own death. This is why you need to talk to people. <clears throat> it is. This is why you need to talk to people. Because if you sit in a room with your own thoughts for too long, you could justify almost anything. You really can. You really, really can. And this is why we have situations like this. It really is. You know what you need to do? You need to go to your friend. I think I'm going to fake my, fake my own death uh, to uh, upset Elise. Yeah, don't do that. It's fucking stupid. Why would you do that, idiot? That's not a good idea. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's the end of the discussion. Done. <clears throat> now, I hadn't always had happy days. And I had told Elise some of those sad days. These few and far between mentions of personal problems came in really handy while forging my fake goodbye letter and gave it a believable tone. This is the plan. This is what we're doing because she didn't come to Gamescom. This is what we're doing. 12, by the way, probably terrified of getting on the train when it actually came down to it. Who knows, right? Weird. I probably put more effort into the wording of my message than any exam I ever had in high school. I mean, real care and attention to detail, thinking about everything we'd ever spoke about. I was not going to make a stupid person mistake and screw up my entire story. All right. Needs to be airtight. <clears throat> needs to be airtight. It needs to be airtight. Oh, she's 15 now? I missed that, and I read it. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> That's weird. <clears throat> anyway. I stopped logging into Skype for a few days. Step one, we're going to stop logging into Skype for a few days. I then created a new email account from my father. I then sent an email to Elise from my dad. It bared the bad news that I had decided to take my own life and included the attachment of the masterpiece of the letter that I had constructed to Elise involving her. You know, Elise took it bad. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that someone took the information of a suicide badly. I'm shocked. Elise took it bad. And she even cried. She did. Now, in desperation... For more information, she did something that I didn't expect. I also find it strange that after hearing about a suicide, that Elise might have had questions. And in the preparation of this airtight suicide fake death story, you never ever considered that Elise might do something such as ask your mate about it. You know, the mate that you told her you knew. Let that one slip through, didn't you, Ethan Hunt? Mr. Mission Impossible yourself. Why is everyone always telling people they're going to commit suicide? What are you doing in relationships? What's the plan? What are we going to do? 
Elise decided to call Rob the office. <laughs> and Rob the office was really confused about this. Because when the call was going on, I was online in World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. While Elise was pouring her heart out to him about my death. Airtight. Uh, it's like a Scooby-Doo story. <laughs> it's like a Scooby-Doo story. <laughs> I like this. So if you were working out how you would have got around this. <laughs> now, I just want to be clear. I had thought of including Rob in the plan. But I never did in case he didn't like the plan. <laughs> Maybe that's where I went wrong with my plan. <laughs> Maybe. I should tell this i should tell it but he might not think it's a good idea huh <laughs> probably best to ignore it <laughs> elise was pissed what no way really she didn't speak to me for well over half a year but after some persistence she warmed up to me <laughs> although both of us quit eventually Elise in Walls of Draenor, and me as soon as Legion started. She doesn't. She didn't have any blue hair anymore, and I found her less attractive. <laughs> oh, ah, uh, brunette, are we? Huh. <laughs> we still talk nearly every week, and have grown to know each other on a level I can say a few people. Aw. And nowadays, we laugh about all that stuff we went through as crazy teenagers. Thank you for reading my little story. Will you guys stop telling people you're trying to date that you're going to kill yourself? Right? Stop. Just don't. Just don't. Just move on. It's all right. It's good. It's healthy. Okay. That's it. That's <laughs> just saying. <laughs> just saying. No, I won't. <laughs> no, I won't. Eventually, this play is going to work. It's the worst play in the playbook. It's not even in the playbook anymore. It's not even in the playbook. Just stop. Just stop it. Every online relationship e-dating story that we get to drama involves somebody saying, I'm going to kill myself. I love my wife. I'm not killing myself if she leaves me. I've got two kids with her. Trust me. Nah. I'm just going to become a hermit. I'm going to grow a beard. I'm going to get myself a little house by the sea. <laughs> just future plans. Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> I'm going to grind AP in my cabin with my beard. <laughs> okay. Um... <clears throat> All right, the names aren't really listed. Here. Let's let's uh, we've had some dark stories. Let's have some let's have some dark. Let, we've had some dark stories today. Let's uh, let's cheer it up a bit with how much uh, we try as noobs. We do try a lot. I've been a viewer of yours since Legion. Welcome, relatively new fish. Nice to see you. And quickly, you became one of my favorite content creators of all time. Woo. Not only have you helped me to become better at WoW, but you've made many, many late nights much easier with your library of streams. Thank you. 
enjoying our dictatorship at the moment. But you've made... <laughs> but I'm 26-year-old Kappa Pride male. Can we have some Kappa Prides in the chat? From the U.S. of A. Pennsylvania. The fuck is in Pennsylvania? Things to do in Pennsylvania. What's there? There's a museum. There's, oh, it's the Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell's pretty cool. Ah, Liberty Bell's okay. I'd like to see the Liberty Bell. That looks to be about it, though. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, that's it. It's a fucking bell. It's an important bell, and it's cracked. I saw it on Carmen San Diego. That means it's bis. All right. I have been playing WoW since the Burning Crusade. My tale will take us back to that wondrous era as I explore my time with you as a lowly noob, just struggling to get by in a brave new Azeroth. Have I ever licked the bell? <sighs> it's just a bell. Not everything's a dick, all right? Not everything's a dick. There are some things that are not dicks. The Liberty Bell is not a dick, all right? I'm <laughs> just saying, not everything's a dick. <laughs> I was introduced to the game by my best friend and his twin brother when I was a mere 14 years old. I had played other MMOs, big ones, like Maple Story and some other free-to-play malware that probably riddled my poor laptop with digital disease. None of them had quite captured my imagination, though. What? Maple Story didn't? Liar. But my friends promised WoW would be different. This is the one. They would spend hours singing its praises, sharing their super cool stories, the awesome characters they had made, and the adventures they went on. Yeah, the Burning Crusade was a hell of a time. Couldn't go to an island, though. Eventually, I decided I had to join in, and I asked my parents to buy me the game. The weekend, my mother brought home two beautiful game boxes from the store. And my friends and I settled in to start installing the game. I tell you, Mike, that my laptop was not top tier, even for its time. My internet was even worse, being just one small step ahead of dial-up. Ooh, ISDN. It took days to patch WoW once we had loaded the discs in. Uninterrupted over the course of two or three days. But the game finally beamed into my computer. I was beside myself with anticipation. But finally, it did finish and I was ready. I sat down to play the greatest game ever and create my first character. Now you might imagine what race combo would an edgy 14-year-old be inclined to play. Wrong! Undead Rouge, baby! Oh yeah! Undead Rouge! I made my what I believed to be a zombie ninja... With no jaw. Oh my god, you chose the undead with no jaw? Loser. Fucking loser. Nobody chooses the undead with no jaw. Why would you do that? And I gave him a cool haircut and logged into the game. A wonderful narrator started telling me about... Oh shit, yeah, they do have that intro when you make a new character. A wonderful narrator started telling me about lore and names that I had no idea what they meant. (laughs) Ha, that's what I feel like. The camera panned down into my little crypt. And there, there was my character. Finally, I was playing the game. And I walked out of that crypt and my PC crashed. 
It didn't blue screen. My laptop just turned off. Completely. Without warning. Oh, I thought. Mustn't have charged it. But no, that was not the case. My laptop was plugged in. I logged back in to try again. Perhaps it was a glitch or a fluke. I steered my little dinger around the town, outside the starting crypt, to make you and your chat just a little more sad. Prepare your pepes. Oh no, he's racist now, right? Who's not racist at the moment? Uh, I'm going to put Bay in. There you go. <clears throat> I must inform you that at this point in my life, I did not own a mouse. I was playing World of Warcraft as a clicker with a trackpad. <laughs> Fucking mercy. A trackpad and a clicker. Oh my god. <laughs> it actually became a real problem for me that I had to avoid staircases <laughs> because I couldn't navigate myself up them. And when I tried to enter a building, my computer crashed again. And the next time I logged in, it crashed when I got into combat. It crashed again when I tried to run back to my corpse. It crashed again when I tried to talk to an NPC. Who knows what's wrong with his laptop? Ah? Huh? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? You see, as I were going to learn, my little laptop was okay for about five minutes <laughs> of World of Warcraft before it would shit its brains and turn off. It's overheating. It is. Your little calculator is overheating. Uh-oh. To this day, I don't know what the exact cause was. Noob. Fucking still a noob. To this day, you're still a noob, mate. You're a noob, mate. It's overheating like a motherfucker. But I tell you now, this would not deter me from playing World of Warcraft. Really? <laughs> You crash every five minutes, and it's still not going to stop you playing World of Warcraft. Motherfucker. <laughs> Fair dues. <laughs> Even with these crashes, I would play incessantly. Which is to say, I would play for a while, then wait for the computer to turn back on after the crash, and continue playing until it crashed again. Naturally, leveling was kind of slow. Even for a noob. I could not survive combat. <laughs> <laughs> the issue I'm having is I can't survive combat. That's my problem. That is my problem here. <clears throat> Monsters would wail on my idle body as the game would wait to log me out. I came up with a strategy, though. We've got a strategy. We've got a strategy. I decided I would re-roll to a night elf druid because they got healing spells and periodically I could stand in bear form, which might let me survive until I could log back in. That's the kind of thinking we need, isn't it? Thinking around, working the problem. We're going to work the problem. Is if we feel we're about to crash, we're just going to sit in bear form until we get back in. <laughs> I was convinced this would ensure my survival. And I did make progress on this character. However, I scuffed it. 
I fucking scuffed it. I decided that the best way of playing Druid, after reading the description, was to evenly distribute my talents across all three talent trees. I had read that Druids are a versatile class, so I wanted to be good at everything. And this got me nowhere fast. Eventually a friend enters. He has a suggestion that might help me. He suggests, anybody know what the suggestion is? Here's your situation, chat. I want you to come in there. I want you to come in strong here. Your friend has a laptop that makes you crash every five minutes. He scuffed his druid. Is it karate, you motherfucker? It's not karate, no. <laughs> Buy a new computer. No, no, no. Oh, Legend of Pi gets it. Legend of Pi gets it. He suggests I make a hunter. That way, when I crash, my pet would tank for me. Ah, ah. And that way, while I'm offline, I won't die as much. So, I made myself a brand new night elf. I struggled through the old pet tutorial quests. Struggled with what? I guess it's staying online while you cast the spell. I got myself a pretty little kitty and fought my way through the forest of Teldrassil. Rest in smoky pieces. Big F. It took time. It took effort. It took patience. No, I can't buy this guy a new laptop. This was a long time ago. (laughs) Stop suggesting that we provide a laptop for this guy. But eventually, through crashes and trackpad and all, my hunter, my awesome hunter, reached level 18. And I was given a quest to go to Stormwind City. I looked on the map in awe as I saw this city was a whole world away from the night elven forests I called home. I had no idea how I was supposed to get there. My friends gave me the directions I saw and I realized that I had a bona fide official adventure ahead of me. The quest would be long and treacherous, but it was going to take me to places I couldn't even imagine. I stocked up as much as I could in my bags for the journey. I was ready to travel the mountains of Dunmoreau, the hazardous wetlands, the deep-run tram. I was so excited. But my joy would be short-lived. I ask this of your chat. What is this? You can't put a quiz to my chat. That's my job. Does anyone remember how one had to traverse between Kalimdor and the Eastern Kingdoms as alliance before Stormwind Harbour was added? You just went to the other harbours, right? Oh, Menethil? Menethil Harbour? Is that what he's asking? And Wetlands. Wetlands and Menethil, right? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And then Jaina blew it up. Ha! <laughs> Joke's on you, though. Have you seen your face on your statue? <laughs> Wrecked. My journey began by boat. For most players, this is an innocuous experience. But with my crash-laden laptop, getting on a boat presented a real danger for me. In fact, I had actively tried to avoid them for quite some time. Loading screens were long enough as it was for my internet. But combined with my clockwork PC crashes... 
I had a tendency to end up in boat hell. Where the boats would leave and enter a new area before I could even get past the loading screens. (laughs) I've heard of this happening to so many people. It's unbelievable to me that some of you had this problem. (laughs) It's like I started WoW in vanilla on a not great internet because we didn't have great internet then and i did not have this problem like it blows my mind that some of you could get how many of you got stuck it happened to you does this happen a lot like how the fuck did this happen if had that happen oh my god i have never had that happen i should also take the time to mention that in addition to the crashes in addition to the trackpad in addition to the crappy internet that my laptop could not handle the leak graphics that the Burning Crusade brought to the table. In an empty dark shore, all was well. But getting on a boat or entering Darnassus would reduce my gameplay to a complete slideshow. A solution then! Again, he's working the problem. I like his problem-solving skills. My solution was, if I was to enter an area where there were other players, I would zoom my camera into first person and look directly at my feet. Now, this made navigation a challenge. Bumping and stumbling my way around and moving a few steps before opening the map again to see where I had gone. It could potentially result in further boat hell. On one point, caught again in the never-ending loading screens before I could get off the ship, I shuffled, staring face down off the boat, only to be at the place I started. (laughs) I made it! Go! Go! I've made it! No! No! God damn it! I'm still where I started. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, the dedication is unreal. But you know as well as I do, if anyone was to ask him, oh, how are you enjoying the game? Be like, it's fucking awesome. This game is so fucking good. Like, you've no idea. Actually amazing game. Love it so goddamn much. But eventually, I arrived in the wetlands. And it was here I learned true horror. As I explored and crashed my way through the wetlands, uncovering new areas of the map as I went, I tried to keep a rule I had learned from them godforsaken loading screens in mind. If I stick to the road, stare at my feet, I was less likely to be killed. But the beasts of the wetlands did not get the tip. The beasts of the wetlands did not understand my situation. For several times after logging in from a crash, I would find myself dead. And wandering nearby would be a fat little crocolisk, waiting to aggro me upon my respawn. They were much higher level than me. And with my crashes, I stood no chance. My only choice was to corpse run. And corpse run and crash is what I did. All the way through that accursed swamp. Hounded constantly by six-legged crocodiles. Have they got six legs? I've never noticed that. Is that true? Six-legged crocodiles? Is that true? No way. I'm googling it. Do not believe. Wow. Crocolisk. Holy fucking shit. They totally have six legs. Wow. Does Bruce have six legs? I never noticed that, even in vanilla. Anyway. All the while, 
enduring PC crashes and boiling frustration, I would not give up. I would not. It took me two game session nights, two days, to traverse the wetlands. It's a two-day journey through the wetlands. Oh, my God. The first night took so long, my parents shouted at me for being on the laptop and made me stop playing because I had school the next day. But at last, I came upon a dwarven tunnel. I had been told to look out for these as I was going to Ironforge, and thus following dwarves would surely lead me to my destination. But the dwarves, the dwarves were not very helpful, and I got lost. I couldn't tell you exactly how, but I ended up in the dwarven 10 to 20 zone at one point, far away from the tunnels leading to Ironforge. I wasn't upset, though. I wasn't upset. Before the lands of Lokmodan were so good. They were such a radical difference to the gloomy forests of the night elves that I didn't mind getting lost here. The statues imposing their way across the scenery. The mountains were sunny with a bright blue sky overhead. Verdant green grass stretching into a chilling snow beneath my feet. Up here. I took the time to uncover my map and explore it bit by bit. Eventually, I encountered a very, very high-level druid. He invited me to a party and told me to follow him. What are the odds that this goes the right way? He will be able to show me the way to the fabled Ironforge. The druid led me to Searing Gorge, used his key to open the gate, and abandoned me. <laughs> it's just through this gate, mate. It's just through here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got the Iron Forge key. It's the easy way in. You get it when you're high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just follow me through this gate, mate. It's right there. I was crestfallen. A pack of hungry spiders gnawed at my corpse. I corpse run crashed my way all the way back into the tunnels, back into safer lands, and slowly worked my way to Dunmoreau. When I did reach Ironforge, I was stunned. It was breathtaking. I had never before felt like I lived in a fantasy world as much as I did when I passed the statue of the giant dwarf and the music started to play. Here was a whole new side of the world, so very far from home and so different to my tranquil, lonely forests. Blaring epic music, friendly dwarves, wonderful tiles on the floor. He's just reminding us that in heavily populated areas, he can't look up. He has to look at the floor. <laughs> so he has no idea what it looks like. It's just got a really good floor. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I thought it's got the best floor. Really is amazing. <laughs> so I scooted around Ironforge at a snail's pace, crashing all the while and loving every second of it. I could occasionally see other players' feet run past me, so I knew there were lots of people here. <laughs> so many people playing this game. It really is. I keep <laughs> There were other players and quests and vendors and so much more to explore. This truly is the greatest game ever made. <laughs> he says, staring at the tiles. What a game. This is amazing. 
Have you heard this music? Have you seen this floor? Look at it. It's so fucking good. Oh, you've got to play it. Oh, it's amazing. In due time, I made it to the deep run tram. However, along the way, another player warned me that high-level monsters lived inside the tram. Oh, they didn't Trogs used to live in the tram? Do they still live in the tram? I think Trogs used to live in the tram. And I would have to be very careful when I was riding. No? Not anymore. But they did used to, right? Am I wrong? Lepers? Didn't Trogs used to hang around there? It's been a long time for me. I was terrified. They did? I thought they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. I was terrified. My journey had already taken me so long. If I had to dodge more high-level mobs, I was never going to reach Stormwind. I steeled myself. Mentally, physically. And entered the tram. Before I got on the train, I cleverly waited and let my laptop crash so I could maximize my time on the ride in one go. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> I stepped onto the train and got ready to do some sick hardcore maneuvers. The tram went off swiftly racing towards Stormwind City, a place that had become almost mythical to me along this journey. I looked wildly around for vicious dragons, poisonous nagra, or deadly crocolisks. The tram slid to a halt and I quietly stepped off. There were in fact no monsters on the deep run tram. Entering Stormwind City was a dream come true. A fantasy city of humans, with walls and a castle and weird looking roofs on buildings that lined a cobblestone street. <laughs> he really loves the floors. <laughs> wow, cobblestone. <laughs> this is awesome. In spite of myself, sometimes I would look up at the sky or down into the canals away from the first person view I was so familiar with, just to take it in. I simply had to see this city that had been fixated in my mind for days, and it did not disappoint. Players racing around on flaming horses. Strange blue goat men in enormous plate armor. People shouting and chatting and yelling and insulting each other. It felt alive. It felt real. Maybe it was the delirium brought on by relief of my pent-up frustrations. Perhaps it was the elation of, after several long, grueling days, finally reaching a goal. Whatever the case, I knew I wanted to explore more of the strange lands I found myself in. I completed the very quest that started this journey and picked up some breadcrumbs leading into Duskwood in the south. I slid and crashed down into that haunted wood, admiring the beauty of Elwyn Forest along the way. When I entered Duskwood, I fell in love with the creepy music and frightening ambience. I felt like I had walked into a horror movie and I had to see more. I had to turn over the wicked secrets located in this forest. Moving through the foggy gloom as trees, trees stretched their long, gnarled limbs above me, I endured crash after crash after crash in the name of exploration. I wasn't questing or killing mobs, but I was enraptured by a wood so scary the NPCs even warned you, don't go in there. I eventually happened on a torch-lit path that wound upwards into a mountain. Curious, I followed along, keeping an eye out for the wolves lurking nearby. When I reached the top, I saw a familiar night elf gate. My jaw hit the floor. Here, a trace of home for my character, all the way across the sea. I crossed the gate and entered the twilight grove. And there, 
among the trees and lamps of my people. Beneath the bough of a colossal tree was the most magnificent thing I had yet to behold in this game. This great hulking dragon had deep green scales that covered most of its enormous body. Its underbelly was lighter, softer, with its chin shaking as it stomped about the area. Enormous wings lay folded down against its back. As it moved about its patrol, I noticed the dragon was slightly transparent. Alone in this isolated glade, surrounded by ephemeral lights in the darkness, this dragon seemed as haunting as the woods it lived in. I didn't dare move. I simply sat and watched until my computer crashed. (laughs) And then, after restarting my laptop, I watched it some more until it crashed again. And then when I came back, its mystical, ghostly form seemed to be the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. And then I noticed the swirling green portal behind the dragon, at the base of the tree. My eyes went wide. Where on earth could that possibly lead? Did you have to fight the dragon to gain access or could you sneak by? I decided I was too afraid to chance it. I had come too far. I had seen many things. This dragon was clearly stronger than I was. It was time to go home. I backed up to the gate and with my eyes still on that phantasmal dragon, I hearthed back to Darnassus. And this is where I realized that my quests did not lie on this island. these events trying on my soul and pc they truly sealed my love of warcraft into my heart i would go on to have many misadventures over the next 12 years friends would come and go and i would graduate high school and come out of the closet time has passed and the game has changed but azeroth is still there on months when i have some extra pennies these days my favorite character is my blood elf windwalker main whoa op op flavor of the month which i re-rolled to after seeing your legacy of the monk video i love him very much and towards the end of legion even threw my hat in the healing ring after you started tdp i do miss tdp i even healed a bit of lfr and only tore some of my hair out thank you for reading about my newbie adventure if it goes well i could dig up some more stories for you much love and have a wonderful day from the author oh that hearthstone though (laughs) i like that you'd never even on that adventure of crashing the journey you took ending up in searing gorge still at no point did you hearthstone out at no point in that journey did you hearthstone out what a day of stories it has been that is a fantastic story we have gone from pedophiles all the way to the most wholesome newbie story you can possibly imagine and that's what fridays are all about that's what fridays are all about indeed awesome stories today top tier patreons check the discord because i think we're playing something tomorrow night everybody else i will be back on monday there are videos every day this next five days they've all been prepared today and all good stuff yes we we had peter what did we have today we had pedophiles suicide fake suicide and uh, wholesome stories that's how we do it (laughs) that's how we do it on a drama time you guys have a wonderful weekend do something nice let me know what you're doing we'll have much love thank you opie bye bye everybody Have a great weekend.